Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Alex Hoyer. And now to Major General Donna Martin. She's the first woman to lead Fort Leonard Wood. She became commanding general of the post last fall. St. Louis Public Radio's Rolla reporter Jonathan All sat down with General Martin. What are some of your biggest priorities here being the commander at Fort Leonard Wood? So one of the, uh, the biggest things I focus on right now is uh, making sure that the training that all of the soldiers that come through Fort Leonard would receive is, is, is premium. Uh, we've done that through a few, a few different avenues. So as you know, all of the initial military training for the uh, chemical regiment, the military police regiment, and the engineer regiment come through Fort Leonard Wood. So one of my biggest goals is to ensure that uh, we are training those soldiers so that they, they can meet any mission in the world. So my focus is really on training and ensuring they get the best training possible. You have a lot of different constituencies, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, just those, you know, the basic training people that have come here, mm-hmm. your interaction with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you prioritize all of those things, especially when sometimes the, the interests may be slightly at odds? So I, I, don't, I don't find it difficult to prioritize my, my mission, my foremost priority will always be the training mission here at Fort Leonard Wood. Now, I think right alongside of that, we always have to keep our community members informed, and I do that in a variety of settings as well. You know, I meet with our community partners quarterly. We sit down and we talk about what's going on the base, what's going on in the community, and how they impact each other. So we have a great relationship with our outside community. So I don't find it a battle of prioritization as much as that I, I, I think of it as a, a mutual collaboration. For people who may live in the Waynesville, St. Robert area, mm-hmm. what do you think they might rec- they might see happen at Fort Leonard Wood while you're here that would look like a change or something that would be different that they would perceive? So I think the biggest change would probably be the airport. So now we have a regional airliner from Contour Air that flies two flights a day with 30 passenger jets. That's probably the biggest change that everyone will see. and and. You know, not just our local community will see that, but also the rest of the Army. And that's good for not only the community, but for Fort Leonard Wood, because that brings more people here. And so they will see what's available and what's readily here at Fort Leonard Wood. So we're very, very proud of that. Do you feel any pressure um, from the community because Fort Leonard Wood is such a huge economic engine for this area that they look to this facility and this installation to be something that is going to provide jobs and be part of economic growth. Do you feel that when you interact with the community? No, I don't feel that pressure at all because we already have a great standing with the community. You know, Fort Leonard Wood is the fifth largest employer of personnel in uh, Missouri. So we, we appreciate that standing. And so there's no I always want to see what I can bring to what uh, other equities I can bring to Fort Leonard Wood but I don't feel a pressure from the community. I think that relationship that we have is very strong, and I think that they appreciate what we already do for the community as well as we really appreciate the support that we get from Fort Le- from the surrounding communities. You've had a long and distinguished uh, career in the military. Um, how has military preparedness changed? How do you think it's going to change? And and how is Fort Leonard Wood going to be able to adapt to those changes? So that's a very, that's a great question. So, you know, the Army's changing a lot. 
you know, with the uh, stand-up or the enactment of Army Futures Command. Uh, that's, a, that's a real change. So looking towards modernization, that role that Army Futures Command plays in modernization is absolutely essential to what we do here at Fort Leonard Wood. So we have the proponents for those three regiments that I talked about, and they are actively engaged in how the Army is modernizing. So there's a direct link to the future and what is currently going on here at Fort Leonard Wood. So does that mean more technology? Is that the thing that is going to be the biggest change? So I think the technology will improve, and, and as that is sought out or evolves through Army Futures Command, we will be a part of that. I, I know that politics is something that the Armed Forces tries to stay out of as much as possible, but there are definitely those times where an administration will say hypothetically take money away from an Army construction project to go to another source, or uh, the Base Realignment Commission may flare up again. Um, to what extent do you feel the need to keep track of those things and to have a proactive role in them? Well, you know, Jonathan, you know the Army is controlled by our civilian leadership, and so if there's a decision made, we are always in touch with our congressional leaders and, and our, our politicians. So um, do I feel a need to stay engaged with that? Absolutely. Um, and they understand how important Fort Leonard Wood is to the region. So there's a, there's a huge collaborative effort that always goes on with our political leaders. So nothing's new for, with that. I don't think there's any change to that. When I walked into your office, I couldn't help but walk by the portraits of the previous commanders here. It's all a bunch of white men. Um, you do not check either of those boxes. No. <laughs> so does, do, do you feel like that means anything? To, what does that mean to you? I don't think it, uh, you know what I think it really means? I think it means to a lot of uh, females, uh, young women in particular, that anything is possible, and that even though the Army may have a tradition of what it has looked like, there's always possibilities for the future. And so I hope that I give hope, and that when young women look at my picture along that row of distinguished gentlemen, that they see that there's hope for anybody. And I believe that as long as you work hard, you have a dream, and you can see the bigger picture, your picture too can be on that wall. Um, when you say young women, are you thinking uh, women who are here that, 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 that are in, maybe they're privates, maybe they're new recruits, and they can see that the, the person who's in charge of the whole installation is a woman? It's not that small. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not just limited to, limiting this to Fort Leonard Wood. I, I travel the world telling a story about what's possible for women uh, in the military, not just in this job, but in the job I had before this. I was the Deputy Commanding General of the United States Army Recruiting Command. And so we had a very, very active role in promoting opportunities for all. But in my role as the DCG, as a woman, I was very focused on telling young women my story, the story of other military women, to, to you know, to dispel some of those myths and, and perceptions of what it's like to serve as a woman. So my role right now is not limited just Fort Leonard Wood, although I hope that 
when pri young privates see me uh, here on the installation that they think, wow, you know, I can be a two-star general too if I work hard and I can, you know, and I can achieve that. But across the Army, I want all women to understand that this is possible. I have a young niece now. This is just a personal plug. I have a young niece right now who is who just graduated this past Friday from the Armor Bullet course, which means she is now an arm an armor officer uh, serving alongside uh, young armor officers driving tanks. So she is really my legacy. She is exactly what I think women can do in the future, anything they want. Um, how would you compare um, the armed forces in terms of uh, making the appropriate uh, strides to improve uh, fairness in the workplace for minorities and women compared to the civilian world? So th that's not an issue with us. So fairness in the workplace for us is, is, by, is constituted by regulation. You know, and so anybody who doesn't treat someone with dignity and respect uh, is dealt with. We don't, we don't tolerate that behavior. Our values uh, say that that is not something that we condone. And so if there is a problem, we deal with it uh, directly. I'd like to go back just a second, because you mentioned the airport. The other, another big project is the hospital. Oh. Um, and and what, uh, what impact do you think a new hospital here will have on the region? So, you know, the, uh, the hospital currently at Fort Leonard Wood is probably one of the oldest in the DOD inventory. It was built here in 1965. And so I believe that it's new, the new hospital should have an amazing impact on the region uh, with new positions and some hiring opportunities for our local surrounding communities. And what about in terms of health care? Because obviously there, it's not just... Uh, people who are stationed here that use that hospital. That's correct. So our retiree population also uses our hospital. Our family members use the hospital. So that would not change. The same population that currently has eligibility will continue to have eligibility. What do you feel is the biggest challenge that you're facing right now and you think you're going to face in the next few years? I, I got to tell you, I, I really don't, I really don't see there being a lot of challenges to how we operate, what our current mission is, you know, training these three regiments. I would like to tell you that, you know, I see Fort Leonard Wood remaining to be a leading economic developer in this region. Uh, and as far as our civilian base and our military base, I still see, um, you know, there's a great statistic that one in every seven Marines and Air Force uh, personnel still come through Fort Leonard Wood to train. I don't see that changing. Um, I don't see a, a, a huge change in anything that we do. So I don't, I don't project any challenges. I think every single day may bring its small challenges, but nothing we can't overcome. That's Major General Donna Martin talking with St. Louis Public Radio's Rolla reporter, Jonathan All. General Martin is in charge at Fort Leonard Wood and is the first woman to hold that post. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.